Hey, 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 friends. It's me, Rebecca Conran, here with the New Story Podcast. Uh, This is the Energy Report. This is where we discuss what's coming up in the astrological energies, uh, the collective energies of our time. And uh, this week I'm doing something different. I'm actually going to do the entire report for November. Uh, It just felt appropriate to look at the month on a whole, and we'll be back with the weekly energy report in December. At any time, you can check in with the newsletter uh, by checking out newsletters on my website. And that way, if you feel like you missed something in the podcast or you want to refer back, uh, you can always see it written in the newsletter um, that goes out. So that will be available on my website, www.rebeccaconran.com. Uh, you can access my newsletters on there. You can subscribe. So you can always uh, check in with um, a piece of information uh, that you think you might have missed in the podcast itself. All right. So we're looking at the entire month of November. And uh, it just felt right to me to do this. There's a lot of changes afoot. And I wanted to look at it as a whole instead of just um, week by week, I think especially because the energy is very confusing and difficult. Um, yes, there is some tense energy for sure. Uh, but in the same way that we've been fielding our challenges all year long, it's, it's not going to be worse. It's not going to be different. It's more of the same in a lot of ways. Uh, some of it is ending stories. It's the end of a story that we've been that we've been really feeling for a while. Um, so some of the shifts happening this month, they might feel like a huge weight is being lifted. Actually, um, perhaps it's a private weight that's lifting um, because we're still living in the collective consciousness, and maybe we're not seeing uh, the uh, huge weight of the collective consciousness necessarily lifting, but we're feeling it in private, individual ways, especially for those of us who have been on a path of self-responsibility. Of course, we're going to feel weights lifted. We're the pioneer, uh, the pioneers of lifting those weights. Um, nevertheless, there's a lot of supportive energy afoot. I, I believe this month there's definitely some shifts to look forward to, as well as um, some points to refer to that are going to be um, big, big and, uh, and intense. Um, so we're looking at the report as a whole this month. It feels appropriate to do so. We're going to resume the regular weekly energy reports in December. Of course, if you follow me on Instagram at Rebecca Conran, I often post things, musings that I feel like some days, uh, if the energy feels a particular way, I will post a little commentary on what I'm feeling or seeing a little bit of encouragement or inspiration. So you can always uh, follow me on there for any other updates that may be coming up. So the theme of this month is the happiness of my life is in its everyday pleasures. The happiness of my life is in its everyday pleasures. This is a call to action to become very present to what you can enjoy moment to moment that's right in front of you. Um, especially in a time where we can't plan ahead. Uh, We can't uh, plan for the trips we're going to be taking right now. We can't necessarily set these goals. Um, We're not sure where our career is taking us. Uh, But we know that day in, day out, we can enjoy the life that we're living 
uh, in its uh, practical sense and its um, in its small sense. And I think it's not small at all to enjoy the simple aspects of life. I think that's actually the hardest thing for us to do. Um, so the happiness of my life is in its everyday pleasures. The tarot card this month is the Four of Cups. The number four speaks to rest and rejuvenation, to turning inward. Yeah, we've had a lot of retrograde going on, so we may be feeling like a little bit sick of that energy. Um, but um, this is different. You know, this is um, the cups are relating to our emotional uh, nature. And there's a couple of warnings coming up with this card. You know, really it's about focusing on what's working in our lives. So the warning with this card is that, yeah, it's super easy for us to focus on what isn't working, where shit has spilled over in our lives, you know, where, where it's a mess, where the cups are empty, where we've lost. Um, we are continually directed to that sort of crisis and pain thinking by the media. Uh, we get off on it. We really love to bully ourselves. Um, and abuse ourselves with, uh, with negative energy, you know, um, this card is asking us not to lose sight of what does work about you. What's great about you. Lots of things, lots of lots, lots and lots of fucking things are great about you. There's a lot of great things about your life. Don't lose sight of your gratitude or of those, um, emotional cups that are still standing brightly and full of goodness. If life seems boring or uneventful, just let it. We don't have to chase crisis and chaos and uh, that um, kind of chemistry of like that triggering of pleasure. And that's a sign of wounding. It's a sign of wounding. Let your life be slow and uneventful. That's okay. Don't chase the crisis and chaos. Don't chase self-abuse. If life is intense and stressful, don't allow that to become your only perspective. If you're feeling down or dejected, this card is asking us to take the time to rest, to nourish and nurture ourselves deeply. And remember, the answers are always within, not without. You know, I have, uh, I have a friend who uh, recently uh, figured out that she needed to really slow down. But for weeks before, I was like, I don't know, are you resting enough? Are you, are you slowed down? Yeah, I'm, I'm resting all the time. I feel like I do it all the time. And then she had some really difficult things happen in her life. And then she went, oh, this is actually what slowing down is. This is actually what resting is. So, you know, um, sometimes we're not going to fully understand what it means and we're going to have to be reminded over and over again. And we've had a lot of these reminders and again, we're getting this reminder. So maybe, we're, so maybe we have not quite gotten it yet. And this is, uh, uh this is trying to, you know, really solidify. Okay. You got to really slow down, rest, go inward, you know, really understand what to go inward is. Um, and, uh, you know, understand that when you do slow down, you have to sit with your anxiety. You know, your anxiety is going to come up from not doing, from not fixing, from not achieving. Um, it's not a sign that you got to go do something. You have to really become friends with that anxiety that comes up, you know, become acquainted with it without having to snuff it out, 
dull it down, uh, push it aside, really understand it. The ritual this month is daily energy clearing. So we really need to focus on fortifying and protecting our personal energy fields. This could be the way you protect your home. Maybe you use herbs like sage or mugwort or something to clear and cleanse the energy of the doorways in your home. Or maybe you hang talismans of protection. This could be your energy hygiene routines, using water to cleanse like salt baths or showers and purify your energy. Perhaps it's you interacting with strong boundaries with others, not fucking people who um, you are not exchanging an appropriate energy with, so not receiving uh, energy from someone who um, maybe you don't have the same beliefs and values, maybe they don't care for you the way that you need to be cared for. That's having a strong energy hygiene boundary. Maybe you're using dance, yoga, or fitness to really move energy up and out of your body. That's energy hygiene, energy clearing. You could use crystals and stones on the body to support clearing. Or perhaps this month you need to work with a practitioner to cut some cords, uh, to clear some energies that are disruptive and complicated. Um, anyway, the, the ritual this week is really to incorporate more energy clearing rituals and routines into your life to keep yourself free of the distractions of interfering energy and grounded in you. Uh, if you are looking for somebody to work with, you can work with me. Uh, although there are plenty of really skilled and effective, wonderful energy healers. Um, and again, I'm still doing my sliding scale sessions for re repeat clients, for return clients, either 30 or 60 minute sessions. And if you're a new client, you know, I really recommend um, uh, if you felt called to work with me, I recommend you do it. You know, it's it can be really powerful. Um, and, uh, and, you know, you just have to follow that intuitive guidance. Um, I'm doing my sessions, I'm doing my astro sessions still, uh, and I'm doing my spiritual counseling and energy clearing sessions. Um, so if, uh, if you're looking for someone to support you, you know, whoever you've been thinking about for a while, maybe now's the time to pull the trigger on it, uh, and really follow that intuitive guidance. So, Getting into the month of November, the number 11, it's a powerful reminder that our thoughts become our intentions and wishes. Our thoughts become our intentions and wishes. So in this way, our thoughts are really our biggest focal point as what we focus on with intent comes to be. What we focus on with intent comes to be. So this can seem scary if our thoughts are actually dangerous to our well-being or they hold us outside of being lovable and worthy, then we can be like, whoa, well, I don't want these thoughts to manifest in, into uh, reality. You know, we can be thinking ourselves into self-fulfilling prophecies. Um, and that's why the number 11, it's a number of mastery. It's actually about being aware, being aware that we are all co-creating our realities through our thoughts. So if you're like me, you have areas of your life where your thoughts are supportive and help you to flow with ease, as well as areas where letting negative thoughts control your life becomes a hindrance. So we're all working on these themes, so we don't need to feel guilty or ashamed if our thoughts are less than supportive in some areas. Okay, we don't need to go into um, a, a fear uh, energy of, um, I'm fucking everything up with my thoughts. You know, um, that's not... That's not what to focus on. 
you know, focus on being in your choice. Oh, okay. I'm doing that thing again where I am not being in my choice. I'm letting my wounding, um, guide my thoughts and I'm stuck in some negative loop patterns or whatever. Okay. I get to choose. I get to choose something else here. Uh, we're all working on these themes, all of us with our North node currently moving us through the energy of Gemini, the current collective destiny is to harness our thoughts to become a master of our thoughts, to become curious about our inner dialogue and about shifting it so it becomes a safe space for our creative abilities. We're all working on this. You're not different from anybody else. Everybody has to do this work right now. So if you didn't get it already in some way, you're right on par. That's right. It's right for you to have not gotten everything in your life yet. It's totally appropriate, totally right. I haven't gotten everything in my life. You know, there are certain areas of my life that I'm still harnessing my thoughts, redirecting them. I mean, I'm doing it with a lot more love and compassion and encouragement and, uh, and peace than, I've, than ever before. But that doesn't mean I'm not still working on, on these uh, different avenues. That's what we're all doing. Um, and probably all the way through to the end of our life, we'll be doing it in some capacity. So with November, this 11 energy, we are becoming masters of our minds. We're really paying attention to the inner dialogue and how our inner dialogue becomes how we, what we create in this world and that we need to really challenge and, uh, and master those thoughts. Okay, so we're going to get right into the month. And yes, I know this is, uh, it's Monday the 2nd when I'm recording this. I wanted to record it earlier, but for whatever reason, it just wasn't the right timing. So it's coming out on Monday this week. Um, alrighty, so we're going to get right into it. Uh, as this report comes out, um, it's going to be Tuesday the 3rd tomorrow. Uh, it's Mercury is going to turn direct uh, in Libra, and it's also Election Day. So as someone who resides in the USA, like everybody else, I'm wondering what this election is going to bring. There's already unrest here. There's already a lack of care for the current rising tides of COVID, even though I personally know a lot more people contracting the virus. So I'm, I'm surprised that uh, we, we are getting more lax instead of more conscientious around this virus, other than the fact that people are just sick of worrying about it. Um, while, uh, you and I may get the virus and recover easily. Uh, we must remember why we quarantined in March in the first place, to be of service to the lives of others. We cannot forget this and become lax in the way that we are treating uh, ourselves or the world around us. Um, one way that you can keep your immune system strong is by dealing with your emotional energy with a sturdy resolve, uh, managing your stress levels properly, giving in to rest often, and eating clean, fresh, organic foods with lots of minerals and nutrients. And of course, quarantining yourself, stay at home, wear a mask. Those are facts. Okay. That's where we are. We're still there. Uh, in America, we're in an elongated first wave. It never went anywhere. It never ended. We're still there. We never actually dispelled anything. So we have to be really, really conscious of this, especially as we move into the holiday season. You might have holiday, you might have members of your family who don't respect this. Respect it yourself. You know, it's so important to pay attention to that. For me, I'm not teaching classes right now. It's not safe to do so. 
you know, um, my store is open, but if you come in, you have to wear a mask. You have to use the hand sanitizer. Um, you know, there's only a couple of people allowed in at a time. That's it. You know, we're doing things in a way that we're still respecting the COVID quarantine. Um, in terms of the election, my intuitive take is that we're really not going to know maybe until we might know some stuff around November the 9th, the actual results of the election. But even then, the law may be involved in agreeing on the results that may take us through mid-November for a solid answer. This is due to the murky mercurial waters of the two-week shadow of Mercury retrograde that comes after Mercury turns direct. It's still going to be foggy, as well as Mercury is going to be in conflict with both Pluto and squaring Saturn through the 6th of November. So we have limited or restricted perception for a week um, already uh, astrologically. Mercury is communication, it's technology, it's perception. And uh, on the third today, it's going to turn to its forward motion from its inward journey. So retrogrades take us inside of ourselves. And then when it goes direct, we're able to kind of express outwardly more clearly. So it definitely revealed some harsh truths for me in my relationships, places I wasn't seeing clearly, but ultimately it empowered me to reclaim my own sovereignty and to become more intimate with myself. That's what this Mercury retrograde did for me. Um, with Trump, uh, he has a natal Mercury in Cancer, so we know that he's going to be using all and any emotional manipulations, which is the shadow side of this placement, um, of his placement of Mercury in Cancer, to create fear in the minds of his followers under the guise of false nurturing during this time. So he has a way of speaking that some people feel nurtured by, even though it's a manipulation. So I also want to speak to the South Node, which is working its way through Sagittarius still. So we've got the North Node in Gemini. We're mastering our minds. We've got the South Node in Sagittarius as a collection of uh, consciousness. We're letting go of fanaticism. We are letting go of what's not true. But we see the rise of fanaticism and untruths at the same time as we see the fall of it. Okay, so we, our job is to release fanaticism in ourselves. Where are we an energetic vibrational match? So we want to look for union and oneness. And where we are not in union with the world, with even these people who seem so different to us, where we are not in union, where we are not um, in, uh, in, in oneness, that's our work. This is our work. We've got to uh, discover and heal in oneness. So, you know, I looked into my Louise Hay Daily Wisdom book and the reading for November the 3rd is, I give my inner child all the love it has wanted and more. I give my inner child all the love it has wanted and more. And the advice today is, love is the greatest healing power. Love can heal even the deepest and most painful memories because love brings the light of understanding to the dark corners of our mind. In the privacy of our own minds, we can make new choices and think new thoughts. Thoughts of forgiveness and love for our inner child. These will open pathways and the universe will support us in our efforts. So as Mercury turns direct and we deal with this election and the fears that may be coming up for us individually, we want to really pay attention to this energy of uh, love and forgiveness for ourselves 
you know, for the wounded child that is really afraid um, and has painful memories that are being triggered and choosing our thoughts, choosing um, how to move forward in the world with forgiveness and love in oneness. These are the things to focus on today. Um, the next uh, major energy uh, I want to talk about is on the uh, Monday, the 9th of November. So we know that, you know, all week we're going to be dealing with Mercury square Saturn. So this limited or restricted perception. So things are unclear uh, and uh, uh, and just paying attention to that, that. Like, you know, sometimes you just have to be patient. We just don't know what is going on at the moment. Things are unclear. We've got to be patient uh, when it needs to be revealed. It's going to be revealed. We are going to know, you know, you cannot hide truth. It will come out. Um, all things are revealed in time. So we're moving on into Monday, the 9th of November, and Venus is square Mars, which is still retrograding at this point. So this is a message about how we protect ourselves inwardly, energetically, and the boundaries we need to be sure to enforce as an act of love towards ourselves and others. Sometimes when we love others, we allow them to cross lines that don't serve anybody. So Venus in... Uh, Libra, um, it's saying that we want to like be in harmony with others. We want to, um, you know, um, find uh, peace with other people, but sometimes we can become too placating, you know, and, and uh, out of pleasing others and not wanting to stir, rock the boat, we don't have good boundaries, you know, love that doesn't honor our boundaries or those of others isn't loving. Love that is codependent is addiction. It's not loving. We cannot look for wholeness in others uh, for ourselves, right? So the energy uh, of this square is it's motivating us to act in ways that protect our self-esteem and our self-worth from inappropriate ties that bind. So we want to have really healthy boundaries because that's how we show real love to ourselves and other people, right? So where do you begin and end? And what do you need to do or say or uh, enforce so that your boundaries uh, feel respected? That's something that we're really coming into uh, knowing um, on, uh, around this energy, the uh, 9th of uh, November, Moving into the 10th of November, Tuesday, we've got Mercury re-entering Scorpio. Now it's direct. Now we're going back through Scorpio. Post-Mercury retrograde, we get to see how far we've come mentally, emotionally, intimately. Scorpio is hard for the mind because it's a fixed energy, and so that makes it hard to be flexible. And we know with our thoughts and perception, we've got to be flexible. So this is an energy where we are really pushed to stay soft and not get rigid mentally and watch for any black and white thinking that may be coming up. The higher perspective is never either or. You know, this second round in Scorpio, it's an opportunity to make sense of the changes that this Mercury retrograde period brought on. Perhaps you make amends with someone who you had harsh words with during Mercury retrograde. Or at the very least, you see more deeply the wounding that brought on inner and outer power struggles. We're continuing to become the masters of our own minds by choosing our thoughts and perceptions with the wisdom that our suffering and history brought to us. Okay, so for me, when someone does something cruel towards me, 
um, I really strive to remember my compassion and remember that it's not personal. It's actually not about me, what someone else is doing. It's about the way that person is moving through the world. So while protecting and nourishing myself, I can also hold a space of unconditional love for the wounding of others. And of course, have good boundaries for myself and not accept uh, somebody putting something on me. When I say that when somebody does something cruel towards me, it's not personal, it's not about me, that is a good boundary. That's an absolute strong boundary because that's me saying, I'm not taking this energy and this energy is not mine. It's not part of my process. This is what someone is working through and I'm not going to absolve it and, and, or absorb it as if it belongs to me, as if it has a home in me. That is a good boundary. So as a good boundary and a way of protecting and nourishing yourself, don't take the behaviors and the cruelty of others personally. Remember, it's about them. Whatever you think is about you is about you. Whatever you make about you is about you. Creating that separation of, uh, or that uh, delineation in your mind is, uh, is, a, is a healthy way to have boundaries too and to not take on the energy of other people. Thursday, the 12th of uh, November, we've got Jupiter conjunct Pluto, both in Capricorn. This is the third and last conjunction between these two heavy hitters that we have been feeling all year long. This is a big deal. Jupiter, or expansion, faith, and optimism has been working to free us through our transformation or through our Pluto energy. All year, the grouping of Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn have been working to build the spiritual in reality through the energy of Capricorn, and it has hammered us fucking hard. We are ready to break off in a new direction, and hot on the heels of Mars returning to its forward motion tomorrow, we are more ready than ever to fight for what we believe in. Something big is coming about, and we have the warrior fuel to move on it. Above all, this year-long transit between Jupiter and Pluto, it's really been asking us what we've built our faith on and if it had a solid foundation. If it did have a solid foundation, it stayed in our lives. If it was built badly, it crumbled. So the questions we're asking ourselves, what truly matters? What do you have faith in? How did we get here to where we are and where are we going? What's the big picture here? We're about to begin a brand new cycle of maturity, and each one of us must expand in our divine masculine energy, and that's really what all this Capricorn energy is about, all these structures that we've built, these systems of authority and time and power. You know, we're like, this doesn't fucking serve us. This does not fucking serve us. And we have to understand where these elements that we're seeing outpictured in the world exist in us. Where does our divine masculine not serve us? We must serve our feeling, our being, our creative nature with devotion and absolute exquisite care. No longer can the masculine oppress and strong arm the feminine collaboration, the community with stark individualism and achievement-based ego aggrandizing. So what I'm saying here is that uh, crushing oppressive force that's in all of us, motivating us to get our self-esteem and our value and worth 
from achievements and really fake-ass bullshit that has no strong foundation in our life. We have to stop striving for that as if that is uh, the driving force of life. While All while we've been avoiding our feminine, that exquisite feminine energy in all of us that wants to be in community, that wants to collaborate, that wants to feel, that wants to create, that wants to be. You know, all of us oppress that energy somehow. And so this is a call to action for all of us. This year has been about saying, how am I actually honoring my evolution as a human being instead of working against it with these false realities? Removing from the me to the we as a collective consciousness. And it requires us all moving on from selfish, polarizing thinking into the responsibility, but ultimately freeing and loving energy of oneness. So where have we created separation? Where have we identified with things that aren't really loving? Where have we given our power away? You know, our self-esteem away to something that was outside of ourselves. This is what we're being asked to expand upon, to have faith in our value, regardless of if we don't see anything uh, validating it, right? You're lovable, even if nobody fucking tells you that you are. These are the things that we are coming to learn. This is, these are the heavy, deep, um, transformative, evolutionary shifts we're making. And again, I'll say, you know, we live in a world where Earth is not going anywhere. Earth is fine. Humans are uh, going extinct. And it is because we don't fucking love ourselves. And when we don't love ourselves, we don't take responsibility for our lives. We don't make conscious choices. We don't make loving choices. We create disruption. We create um, more pain, more fear. So the responsibility here is to harness our self-love. And the future of the human race requires that we do so. It's our greatest work. It's our greatest purpose for everybody who's living today is to just love yourself so deeply and vastly and really harness the creative power that comes from that. Speaking of power, Friday the 13th uh, of November, we've got Mars in Aries turning direct. Mars is at home in Aries, but retrograding, it slowed us down. We didn't have less to do, we just had less energy to do it. So how and when to act became confusing. But as this energy moves forward, again, our path is becoming clear. This is an exciting shift. I'm excited about this shift. Mars is how we act, protect, and how we express aggression in the world. So when retrograde, we're considering our motivations for our actions. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this in this way? The energy of Aries wants us to put ourselves first, to be unequivocally ourselves, but it cannot come at the expense of others. So what is the balance? That's what we've been finding. For each of us, that point of balance differs. Some of us are too rigid. You know, we don't let others in. 
Some of us are too accommodating to others. We're constantly letting others in instead of uh, putting ourselves first. So where did Mars help you to realign your actions during this, this long retrograde period? For me, when I wanted to act as an emotional reaction, I learned how to pull back a little bit more. I sank, I sank back into non-action, realizing that every action does not need my reaction. So sometime to sometimes to dispel our own addictions to crisis and chaos, we've got to disengage and to know when and how to do that. That's a subtle art. So I've been honing in on that subtle art for myself. Nevertheless, now that Mars is direct, we could see more outward aggression, especially around this transit, more fiery impulses will be coming up, but we will also see more forward motion in our life. We will know how to move forward and we will do it. We will see more activity. So what to ask ourselves around this energy? Is this an emotional reaction? Do I feel charged by something negative or wounded right now? Or do I feel the bright impulse of my intuition? When we are acting from our intuition, it is not so emotionally charged. It's just this fluid, peaceful knowing. Okay, so we're defining that around this transit, making sure that we... Um, uh, are, are not moving from an emotional reaction. We're moving from our intuition. All right, next up, Saturday the 14th, Sunday the 15th, depending on uh, Eastern time or Pacific standard, we've got our new moon in Scorpio happening. So this new moon is uh, trine, Neptune, sextile, Jupiter, and Pluto, meaning there's a lot of positive influences uh, for this emotional new beginning, which is what a new moon is. So when we are not bound by the experiences of our past, we can truly get to living and creating our desires and dreams for ourselves. Our past experiences do not have to define our future, but many times the nostalgia and the wounding of the past, they are carried forward by us into each of our present circumstances and experiences. This new moon is highlighting that we get to do something different. We always get to behave, think, see, and feel differently than we did the last time. So you might find yourself in a repeat situation, a pattern that feels familiar. But guess what? You get to choose differently this time. So let go of your history by choosing how you want to be moment to moment. This doesn't mean that the aspects of our history, the experiences of our history and our past, that they don't exist, that we're ignoring them. Quite the contrary. We're wiser. We're more informed about our past. Uh, but we don't have to keep reliving it. Scorpio is asking us to consider where we abuse ourselves by continually choosing to relive crisis and pain, where we're doing the same thing over and over again. It's okay that you might find yourself in similar experiences. It's whether we, we are doing the same thing that we've always done. So that X that you keep fantasizing about, you know, why do you keep yourself stuck in the pain of the past? What are you getting out of that? Are you maybe getting off on the pain of the past or using it to sabotage your future or abuse yourself? This new moon is asking us to create new from the magic of who we are now by releasing any emotional abuse towards ourself, and knowing that the power of choice is always ours moment to moment. Monday the 16th through Thursday the 19th, 
we've actually got this really long transit, this Venus in Libra square, Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn in Capricorn during this period. So Venus is love, beauty, what we need to be loving and feel loved. And it's in conflict with our masculine energy, with timing, with transformation, with faith. We're finalizing the lessons for ourselves around what our needs and desires are that relate to reality or the material world. And I don't mean we're finalizing it like one and done, we're about to be done. But this, uh, this lesson energy that we've been learning through Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn, and Capricorn all year long, um, it's not going to last forever. So now we have these final aspects to these, this, um, this triple threat. And, uh, and we're figuring out during this transit where we're at with what we need to be loved and to feel loving, ability to love others. So there's, there's love in the breakdown and loss of relationships. There's love in the lessons. You know, you can and must have faith in your ability to be a force of love in the world. Continuing to love and be loved even when the timing isn't right. You know, um, this energy with Venus squared Jupiter, right? Like we might not be able to expand in love the way we thought we wanted to. We might find ourselves transforming things that are painful. We might find time working against us seemingly. You know, it's not the right timing. Continue to love and be loved. There's a lot of love to be had from everywhere. And when the timing is right, you're going to feel this love more directly. So let whatever needs to fall into history be left behind there. It was and is love, even if it's over. What you experienced was love. You can always hold that in your heart, but you don't need to take the person or the situation with you to do so. And that's what this Venus conflict is all about from Monday the 16th to Thursday the 19th. You know, that love is yours. The love you share with other people, it's always yours. And you don't have to possess them in order to access that love. And you don't have to stay uh, static in an experience to access that love. Tuesday the 17th, so smack dab in the middle of this, Lib this Venus uh, square, we've got Mercury and Scorpio opposite Uranus and Taurus. This is part of the payoff from the Venus square. Since this opposition is at the same degree that the full moon on Halloween was, there's information here. There's insights to come around what we were experiencing at that time. Something's coming full circle. We're definitely getting flashes of insight around what's really going on. Uranus is the spark of life that helps to inspire or free us. So expect the unexpected around this energy on the 17th, especially in terms of your perspective, your thoughts, your communication. But expect to have your expectations exceeded. Try saying that three times fast. Expect the unexpected, but expect to have your expectations exceeded. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, all right. Saturday, the 21st of November, we've got Venus changing signs, entering Scorpio, and we've got the sun entering Sagittarius. This is going to really feel like a big energy shift. I mean, if the Mars going direct didn't already feel like a massive shift, this will really feel like a big shift. 
Um, after the deep emotional identity of Scorpio season, we're entering adventurous and optimistic Sagittarius. We aren't out of the depths yet, though. We're still working on becoming more intimate with ourselves and reconciling the pain of the past through Venus and Scorpio. But on a whole, however, we're going to have this fiery, flexible energy, this very spiritual energy to keep going on our evolutionary path. It's a great time for learning, for philosophy, spirituality. Sag, like, it's got a deep need to find the truth. So after we dive deep inwardly, we see that truth set to motion outwardly. This is going to feel like a big shift energetically. We're going to feel more energized. Use this energy to be honest, to act with integrity and moral fortitude. Explore your life with an open mind. And we want to really watch for self-righteousness and intolerance, which are the shadow aspects of this energy and fanaticism. Everyone is doing the best they can from the tools and the perspective they currently have. So with Venus and Scorpio, it's time to really go deep in your relationships. Let your relationships transform and heal you in real time. You know, difficulty in relationships is not a sign that that relationship's not valuable. Let go in sec of secrecy, open up, be upfront about who you are, and trust in your value and your worth. You know, that's all energy that we're going to be really um, passionate about. We have to be really passionate about the depths that exist in us. Saturday the 28th, another planet is turning direct. This time Neptune and Pisces. This planet is far away, so not always going to feel its effects, but stations are different. We definitely feel the effects of a planet that's stationing. Neptune spends a long time retrograding. It happens regularly and often. It's not uh, surprising. But as it shifts direction, we definitely have that very powerful connection to it. Neptune helps us to break apart our ego so that we can feel connected to compassion and unconditional love. Neptune is what we need to overcome the me to see that there is absolutely no lines of separation between us and life. As a retrograde period comes to an end, we're going to really see where we've been living in obsessions, fantasy, illusion, deceit with ourselves, all those things that have actually been withholding uh, a fulfilling experience of really feeling like we're living in our purpose, living a meaningful life. So we're going to really see those things coming uh, into sharper view. We're going to make sense of it. We can also see with this energy where we might have lost sight of our imagination and our creative powers. Maybe you have not felt very creative, expressive outwardly. Maybe it's been a lull in your creativity. So maybe you felt you weren't really working towards your dreams outwardly. So this energy is going to shift. It's going to really make us feel that we are... Um, that things are moving forward. Sometimes when life is hard or I don't see it outwardly pictured, I can lose sight of that goal or dream that I'm holding. But we've got to really return to it over and over again. And Neptune Direct is going to bring our dreams back into reality. Oh, that's why I'm doing this. Oh, that's what I really want. That's what I'm working towards. That's my, that's my, uh, my, um, my fantasy or my, uh, yeah, the what I imagine, what I vision for myself. So Neptune directs bringing our dreams back into reality. What we're working for in this life is really going to become clear again to us in an outward manner. Something that we all need right now because we've been so stuck, uh, seemingly stuck due to our pandemic, you know. Um, finally, on the 30th of November, Monday the 30th, we've got a lunar eclipse full moon in Gemini. 
It's starting eclipse season. What kind of life would it be if we didn't end the month with a big ol' full moon eclipse? As I spoke to earlier in the report, the North Node currently in Gemini, working us through our karmic destiny. And so this full moon eclipse in Gemini, it's got a lot to do with our karmic destiny that we're moving forward into as a group consciousness. Eclipses can sometimes eclipse things in and out of our lives with a flash, but you better believe it's for your benefit. It's not going to be anything that you don't need to get rid of. Full moons are, it might be a job, might be a relationship, might be a living situation. It's something that we've not had the strength to move forward on. And maybe that's exiting our life. And just as quickly, a new door is going to open. There'll be a new beginning. Eclipses really bring things in swiftly, in and out swiftly. Full moons are points of emotional release. They're points of closure. November is a big month for us. A big month for us. And this moon is asking us to focus on getting still, to focus, to release distractions, the way we might be avoiding our emotions. We'll be seeing our personal truth quite clearly at this full moon. Be curious about your release. Lighten up about letting go. Those are things that Gemini can help us excel at. Don't skip it all together, but try to, um, try to have a lightness about it. Look at the big picture and take your time. Help your emotions out by using reason and intellect to move through any stuck or rigid thinking. Verbalize and communicate about your feelings, even if it's just into your journal. I think this month is a really exciting month. There are definitely ups and downs. Um, just in general, I think that every day we're just taking it a day at a time. Some days I don't have energy. Some days I do. And I'm really just paying attention day to day, week to week with what I'm capable of, what I can do. I'm wishing you all the very best this no November, my loves. I'm, I'm really excited to reconnect with you in December when we see just how far this transformation and mastery of our minds has carried us. Again, tune into my Instagram at Rebecca Conran for any um, daily updates that might be coming, uh, you know, any, any little musings that I want to post on there. If you want to revisit this newsletter, you can visit RebeccaConran.com under newsletters, uh, my newsletter archive, you can um, find this newsletter and uh, be able to refer back to it. You can also join my mailing list uh, for future newsletters. I want to thank all of the monthly energy report supporters and patrons, all of those who are donating about $5 a month on Patreon or those who have given Venmo donations in the past, those who helped me to, su to support me and to... Um, finance, uh, the hosting of the newsletters and the podcast and all of that, which costs money every month. Um, and for my time too. So thank you so much for your support. I want to give special thanks to Sarah this week for her Venmo donation. If you want to send a Venmo donation, you can send any amount to at Rebecca dash Conran, C O N R A N. Uh, that's it for me today. Loves. Um, I, I will see you in December. Um, I might see you on Instagram. I have some meditations and stuff like that for download on my website. And you can also book a session with me if that's something that uh, feels appropriate for energy clearing, for guidance, for astrology. Uh, it's up to you. So you can check that out on my website, www.rebeccaconran.com. I'm looking forward to connecting with each and every one of you in the future. Lots of love.